Grab your big book, your pen, your highlighter, and notepad and get ready to hear and apply some of the solution from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous through the experience, strength, and hope of Nikki M. To have a question addressed in a future episode of Noodle It Out with Nikki, please send an email to noodlewithnikki at gmail.com and Nikki is spelled with two Ks. To get a more interactive experience with Nikki as she noodles out life and recovery questions using the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, you can get a link to her weekly Noodle It Out with Nikki meeting held live on Zoom every Monday morning at 9 o'clock Eastern Time. The information to that meeting is in the show notes of this podcast. God morning, God afternoon, and God evening to all. My name is Justin B, and I am a son of an all-powerful and all-loving God and a qualifying addict of multiple fellowships living in the miracle of recovery, and I am here with the intelligent agent, spearhead of God's ever-advancing creation, and my co-host, Nikki M. Nikki, welcome. God morning, God afternoon, and good night to you, too. So it's just a, it's just a great day to be alive, and I'm grateful to be here. I'm celebrating uh, 31 years ago today. I was actually in Santa Ana, California, giving birth to my daughter, uh, who's waking up in Napa Valley, California today. So I've just got lots of reasons to celebrate. And really, I can tell you, page 417 is alive and well in my life today. Nothing happens in God's world by mistake, and everything's exactly the way it's supposed to be. Beautiful. And congratulations on 31 years of being a mother. That's awesome. I'm happy for you. All right. So a little bit of business, a little bit of information here. I'm the steward of the RICO 12 family of recovery resources. Among those are RICO 12 weekly speaker meeting podcast, the RICO 12 shares podcast, and a few more projects that are coming out this, well, the week that this is being recorded. And uh, really excited about that. We've got Noodle It Out with Nikki that we're recording now. That's coming out this week that we're starting out, that we're recording. Uh, We've got a big book uh, roundtable going on. And this Wednesday, which uh, will be is July 20th, um, we're starting Rico 12 Euro, Afro Euro time zone speaker meeting. And it's really cool. Excited about that. That'll happen starting this Wednesday, every other week. All right. So the RICO 12 missions and goals are to educate addicts of all varieties of the commonality of all addictions, as well as a common solution that can work for virtually all. We subscribe to the idea in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous that rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. We also have the goal of reducing or eliminating the stigma of, and shame that accompanies addictions of all kinds. We hope to educate many so that they understand that addiction is a disease that can be treated and from which a person can live a happy, joyous, and free and productive life if they follow a few simple but not easy directions. RICO 12 is a self-supporting service and appreciates donations to help us continue to share this message of hope with as many as can have the opportunity to hear it. This project called Noodle It Out with Nikki M is an exercise and deep dive into finding solutions to questions, issues, and things we encountered in everyday life in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We bring a couple of questions from our own lives, from the lives of people we work with in recovery, and from the listening audience to the big book. Get your big book and get ready. Uh, to run around it and make some notes. All right, Nikki. Today I've, I'm bringing a question from somebody that I I know very well. I work with as a, I'm, I'm this person's sponsor, and I'm going to keep it as anonymous as as can be, but also share some details here. All right, here's the question. Um, I have been in the rooms for over 20 years and have been a periodic relapser over that time. 
Um, a year ago, I worked the steps from the big book with a big book sponsor. I have been abstinent for just over a year. I am doing service. I'm sponsoring. I'm checking all the boxes. I took my will back over the weekend and relapsed. Where do I go from here? Okay. Well, I love that. I'm, I'm just writing some notes here. Like took my will back. I'm going to dare to say you never gave it over. Because if you really gave your will over, let's dive deep just on that thought. Because they're always like, I took my will back. You never gave it over. There's a key word here on page 63. Let's turn there. Okay, it says, let me just get there. My big book that needs to be rebound. It says right here, we thought well. You know, it's halfway down. We thought, well, that's your sponsee. That's me. That's you every day, Justin. We need to think well. And this is every day you take these steps before taking this step. What step? Well, we're talking about step three here. Making sure that's 100% convinced that we're ready to abandon ourselves. So in the 20 years that you've been here, sponsee, have you really abandoned yourself utterly every day and and this is not perfect but I, i'm gonna dare to say because once you really make the decision to give your life to this power god the creator of the universe the sunlight of the spirit the great capital g reality capital r I don't know if you're really gonna give it back that again is why the book says many pursue it into the gates of insanity or death. Now I'm going to go deeper with my, with my 20 year sponsee and say, you know, what does this look like? Because it really says when trouble comes page 133, let's roll there. Cause I'm going to ask you, you've been 20 years in the rooms, friend. Are you sure? Let's just start at the beginning of the paragraph where on page 133, it says, are you sure, God, your God, that these spiritual principles want, will make you happy, joyous, and free? Because that's where we have to start. Because I'm going to dare to say that, are you sure your God's powerful enough? I mean, page 28 describes it as the loving, all-powerful hand of God. So if you are turning, you're taking a sincere position. To give your life, abandon yourself, not, doesn't say surrender, it says abandon, abandon everything you can think, know, are, be to this power. And then it says, you're no longer, friend, allowed to subscribe. We're back on page 133. You're no longer allowed to subscribe to the belief that this life, the new life you have is a veil of tears, though it once was just that for many of us. See, it's clear that you, Mr. You know, program 20 years, made your own misery. How do I know that? Well, you told me you did a step four. You know you make decisions based on self. You know that you need to put out of your mind the wrongs others have done, including God. You know, this is radical. You know God didn't do it. And why did God not do it, new sponsee? Because you did it. Because you did a searching and fearless moral inventory of yourself. So here it is. You're to avoid the deliberate manufacture of misery. 
And how do you do that? Well, you're not following the instructions of the book and you've been here for 20 years, sir, madam. I don't care the gender. You're just here person. <laughs> and then it says here, but if, and I cross that line out because when trouble's coming, the book says there will be certain trials and low spots ahead. Page 15 says there will be certain trials and low spots. So when trouble comes, I'm to cheerfully capitalize, Justin, I don't know what you have on your book, but I have, thank you, God, cheerfully capitalize. Thank you, God. This is an opportunity, this trouble, this opportunity to demonstrate God's omnipotence, to demonstrate what the principles look like in practice, not just a theory. Oh, I'm going to be kind. I'm going to be kind. Well, here's your opportunity to be kind. And you, and you just messed it up. But guess what? The book says you will make mistakes. I hope you can't hear my dogs barking in the background. Another opportunity to practice patience as we record. And it says here on page, I mean, roll your book back. It says on page one, 117, it says, but all problems won't be solved at once. Why? Because it says it's going to continue for our lifetime. It says this is not an overnight matter. It says seed has just started to sprout a new soil and growth has just begun. But Nikki, I've been here for 20 years. Yes. And you're not going to do it perfect, but I'm going to challenge you, Sponsy, and ask you, did you take a sincere position every day? Because please don't say you took your will back. This just doesn't work like that. It'd be too painful. You might, if you really did that, you see what I mean? Because once you cross, that's the spiritual awakening they're talking about, the spiritual experience where, it, and then it, you, can you stay clean off yesterday's shower? No. And then I love to go here with a relapse and, and we'll, we'll end here on this and we can noodle it out a little bit more and let me know your thoughts on what we've discussed, Justin, which says, and everybody, this is to the wives. This is in the chapter to the wives. And I like to cross out and put to the codependent. And then I like to change the book and read it in like a first person point of view, because what if it's happening to you and you don't have a husband and a wife and a family and you're here going, oh, on page 116, second paragraph, there's another paralyzing fear. You see you, Nikki, you're afraid you, Nikki, will lose your position. What's that position? Well, I'll relapse. What's the paralyzing fear? I'll relapse. I'm accountable to a lot of people now. I'm, you know, I, I, I come and show up every Monday morning to do this with you, Justin. So, yeah. And then I'm thinking of the disgrace and the hard times, which will befall me, right? Me, my children, my sponsees, my fellowship, your sponsees. This is your sponsee. You know, he's here 20 years. He's thinking of the hard times that will befall him. The experience may have come to you, Nikki, or to your sponsee, Justin. Or it may have already happened several times and you just told me that it did happen to him. And it says right here, should it happen again, sponsee, you, and here's your direction. This is what you tell your sponsee, regard it in a different light. See, it says it will prove a blessing. Now, I like these facts because they've, they, I have not seen a man on the moon, but I, I know that miracles in this program work. So this is facts for me. See, my relapses, my, my, my prey to misery and depression and my outbursts and all these things that I do as a dry drunk, they sometimes do prove to be a blessing. Why? It convinces Nikki to stop thinking, acting, doing that self-will forever. See, 
Now you know you can stop if you will. I heard you tell me, Justin, that your sponsor's in a relapse, which means he stopped at some point if he will, if he is willing. See, I know I can stop because I have if I'm willing, if she will, Nikki, if you will. Because time after time, this apparent, see, that's fake news, this calamity. Nothing happens in God's world by mistake. My relapse, my outburst, my, you know, some of these things, though, remember people in the back of the rooms, some of them you won't come back from. You slam fentanyl down your neck, you're dead in my country. Uh, you sleep with that person's husband, you lose your family, Nikki. <laughs> that's how that works, real quick. You don't get to go to, you know, these are things you can never do again. Once I start, I can't stop. I'm a real addict. Does that make sense? Some of you, some of you won't make it back in the room. So be very careful with these relapses. But you know, if you will, you can stop because it's apparent calamity. This disaster has been a boon. This is where you need your dictionary, my friends. I was like, what the hell's a boon? Well, it's a treasure. Remember, people talk different 80 years later from when the big book was written. And it's like, it's helpful because it's going to open up a path for your sponsee, Justin. It's going to open up a path for you. It's going to, it's opening up a path for me and everyone listening. Cause now we understand that it's going to lead to the deeper discovery of God, of this power. Nikki, I hate God. Okay. Of this power. It's going to lead to the deeper discovery of being responsible, of being more accountable, more loving, more trusting of your power, more forgiving, more helpful. Does that all make sense, Justin? I mean, we went through some pages here, but yeah. relapse is a real problem because we, you know, we've got watered down messages in the rooms. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think one of those potentially watered down messages you touched on here, and this is something that you really opened my eyes to here in the last, I can't remember, three or four months ago, uh, the concept of surrender versus abandon. Um, why don't you dig a little bit deeper on that? Because there are so the, the word surrender is so ubiquitous in so many fellowships. Um, and, and I'm not sure that it's a bad thing, but I think there's a little bit more power to the word abandon. Tell me a little bit about, okay, your let's, okay. That's that. a great, let's, let's you and I just do a scenario. Okay. You're the, you're, I, you're, we're, you and I are in war, Justin and Nikki, Justin B and Nikki M we're, we're individual countries. And now you've come over and you've, you're, you're, you know, it's, I'm, it's a losing battle here. I'm going to lose. I know I'm going to lose to this beast of a, of a, of a country of an addiction. I know I'm going to lose. So I'm going to wait, wave my white flag and surrender, right? I'm going to mm -hmm. kind of slide in to you and kind of maybe reluctantly, cause I'm surrendering. I'm not, but when I abandon, I fully leave everything. I jump in right now. I'm jumping in both feet. I'm leaving. I'm leaving everything behind. Now I am only on my phone and my phone is my Google, but I wasn't going to, I've Googled these words. I don't have the dictionary in front of me and I don't have it written down in front of me, but they're different words. Abandon and surrender mean two different things. Like everybody's got to remember words matter. Like language, just like what we speak. Think about it. Words matter. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's a lie. Mm. That's a lie. They hurt bad. And words have meaning. And every time I speak or I spell, I put a spelling on myself. Mm. Oh, I'm no good. No, I am the intelligent agent spirit of God's ever advancing creation. Like these are these matter. So words matter. So I'm not surrendering to my addiction. 
I'm not surrendering to God. I'm abandoning myself because it clearly says I commence shoulder to shoulder. A surrender is below, if you ask me. Abandon. I abandon myself, but when I stand up on your land next to you, I'm standing tall. I'm ready to go. Does that kind of make sense? Like I'm giving in is the surrender, but the abandon is to me, I, there's no, there's no way back. There's no, mm. there's just no, I'm abandoning everything. Yeah. What do you think about that, Justin? Like, let's noodle it. What do you think about that? Yeah. So an image that comes to my mind in this concept is similar. Hey, if I'm surrendering, it's, it's kind of against my will. I don't want to surrender. In fact, I want to go back and take that land back that I lost. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have some resentment against that surrender that, uh, this person came in and this 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 thing came in and kicked me out of the place I wanted to be in. I want to get that back. And if I when I when I um, decide I'm going to go take that ground back myself, I'm going to lose again. And uh, but with the abandoning idea, you know that ground that I was standing on and defending with all my might was probably not the right ground. Not the ground that God needed me on. And when I abandon it and say, okay, God, where do you need me? And God sends me to this other place for the meantime to hold that hill or whatever. I'm going with God and it's not going back to that same place because that same place was not good for me. It wasn't right for me. It may be right for somebody else, but it was not right for me. And and I, and I that abandoning and being redeployed, I guess, to a different place to fight a different not even to fight, but to occupy a different place until the bombs go off there and I got to abandon that and go wherever God wants me at that point. That's kind of how I see that. Does that, what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I'm going to give you a real life experience, strength and hope. I've been here for a long time and, and it's, you know, I have my boyfriend in Luxembourg. Someone told me the other day that I have a podcast. I don't know which one it was that you did for me during COVID and we had actually broken up. My boyfriend and I broke up during, remember, we were both on Vax. I couldn't see him and we took a long pause. Well, recently I've made a decision that I'm going to be and live in his country. You understand? It doesn't mean like I'm not surrendering. I'm abandoning my life here in Canada. It doesn't mean I'm not going to come home. doesn't mean that I don't keep my house. I mean, I got my mom, the dogs, everything. You know, my son's hopefully going to step up and, you know, fall into role to help us. But God always provides my, what my point is, I'm abandoning myself. Like I don't do, I'm not looking at someone else. I'm not thinking there's no other options. I'm abandoning myself to his life, to his country, to his ways, because this is what it requires. Does, you want, does that make like, you know, it's like, and I said to him like old style, old school, like remember when people would get married, they would leave their land, they would leave their culture and they would go with that new family. Hey, there's a story in the Old Testament. I think it's I think it's about Ruth and Naomi. She left her family and that was her mother. All the kids had died, the husband died. She's like, "Go back with your family, daughter-in-law." And she's like, "You're my mother." She abandoned herself forever to this way of living and thinking. There's an example. So I'm getting ready to do that. And then I don't in the back of my mind, "Oh, well, maybe there's something else out there for me." No, it, this is done. And God, like, that's how much this, this is what happens. God, I've abandoned myself. It's done. It's the way it goes. There's no turning back. There's no taking it back. Mm. So if I'm, if I'm 
you know, thinking under my own thoughts, hey, what's good for Justin? What's good for this sponsee that we brought this question about here? And I'm thinking, I've got to abandon all of that stuff. That sounds really, really scary because where am I going? What am I going to do? I mean, right now you talked about you've got this vision. You're going to go to Luxembourg. You're going to do all of these things. But what if the vision isn't that clear? Where does where does the um, courage, the trust to take that step of abandoning come from? It comes in the big book, page 77. It says your purpose is to serve God's people. Full stop. If you've been born, if you're walking right now and you're, I don't care where you are in the world and you're like, why am I born? Why do I exist? What's my purpose? Open to page 77 of your big book. And I'm doing it myself right now. So I don't mess up the words. And it says right here. Our, I put my name. That's my name, Nikki M. My real purpose is to fit myself to be of maximum service to God and the people about us back to my boyfriend. He's, you know, it's, I'm a woman of God. Now I gave my life to God. So what does it mean to be a wife? My purpose is to serve. Do I want to serve this man? I've been sitting here, as you know, five years thinking about this since we've met, since we've known each other, we've been on it, you know, all these things. Yes. There's no black and white. There's no, Oh yeah, but maybe it's like, that didn't take time. Cause I didn't have a hard yes. That took time. Chris, if you're out there and you're wondering like that, and Hey, what if, what if another pandemic happens, Justin, and I don't get to do those. My dreams and designs don't come true. Okay. What happens? Well, I go back to page 77. Your real purpose is to fit yourself of maximum service to God and the people about us. I will serve the people in front of me because I could go tomorrow and be in Luxembourg and be that wife I thought of and want to be. But remember, Justin, tomorrow's Tuesday. I serve 94 year old auntie every Tuesday. Now I can go for a moment to see my boyfriend, but the plan for God is for me to serve auntie. I've been chosen for that right now. You and this is so radical. Most people won't do it because the old love addict, the old Super freaking Nikki, the woman who suffered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body would have sold my house. I would have thrown grandma into the curb. I don't care about auntie. The dogs are gone. None of you matter. And I'm doing what I want. That's not happening today, Justin. This is radical. My purpose is laid out. Mm, our little plans and designs. I love it. Um, And Nikki, this was this was a really good conversation. It opened my eyes, and I'm sure it will open a lot of people's eyes. This concept of well, of relapse, addressing it as if it is a boon, or that it can be a boon, it can be a treasure. Um, abandoning versus surrendering, uh, and never having given over my will in the first place. How can I take it back if I never gave it over in the first place? Beautiful stuff. And uh, man, everybody, keep coming back works when I work it. So work it. You are worth it. 